1: here are Dave and Greg. This is brought to
2: our listeners by Hemmings House Pictures and Vision Coaching Inc.,
3: Edible Matters, Ripple Effect Music Studios, and Robert Simmons. The best clothing to make you feel and look like Greg and Dave from the Boiling Point Podcast.com. Robert Simmons, making us look good. Thank you to all of our sponsors that make the Boiling Point Podcast possible. Bam.
2: So, so we we have uh Jane DeMerchant and Scott Williams on the line who is coming in from Toronto I believe in the uh, in, in in the custody of customs hopefully yeah, beyond customs Sorry where are that,
4: you now That was spe- that was special
2: That was special so he's made it through we we actually we 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 delayed the interview to get you through the process here um yeah. and and we're we're excited to have you on um but you know what this is what we always do. We always start with a little conversation that you and I usually generally have, uh, and then we push it back to our guests to introduce themselves, um, which is a lot more effective, trust me, than us trying to to introduce you to our audience. Um, but And we're going to skip the preamble, and we're going to jump right to— This has been the preamble. This is day. the preamble, and we're going to jump right to the introduction, which is going to be done by Scott or Jane, we're not sure— and it's all free flow, and it's a lot of fun. And Jane is in studio with us, and uh, like I said, Scott's on the line from Toronto. So tell us a little bit about both of you and Taylor Printing. Go ahead,
0: Jane. <laughs> it's Scott. You can go first. No, come on, Jane.
3: You're, you're, you're here. You've got. You're ready to go. Taylor Printing. Bam. Okay. I want. I, it's like I'll
0: tell. I'll talk about myself, and I'll let Scott talk about Taylor Printing. Perfect. How's that? Deal. Okay. So. I, I joined Taylor Printing uh, just a year ago, actually, um, came from a technology company and uh, went through the entrepreneurial leadership program through Wallace McCain uh, with Scott and uh, through a series of events, I guess. Um, I ended up working with Scott, doing some export and business development. Scott is great at ideas, um, and I'm the behind-the-scenes Executor or executionist? <laughs> I'm not sure which one. The executioner. <laughs> Scott might have a, a say in that one. And and, and
3: Scott, why don't you uh, start by telling us about Taylor Printing, and even even give us give us a scale of of what uh, what you guys have accomplished here, because it's not just a small print shop. And I know that in person because I've been to a party there before, and it was such a party that there was a DJ and food trucks. I mean, you've got a big print <laughs> shop, so I'm going to hand it over to you. Yeah,
4: yeah thanks, thanks, Greg. Um, Taylor Printing, we started uh, just over 11 years ago. It was uh, April 1st, 2005. I said many times it was probably fitting that we started on April Fool's Day. We, uh, we were the first actual print startup in Atlantic Canada at that time in 25 years. Uh, there'd been no other startups prior to that in, in that span of time, there'd been a lot of mergers, acquisitions, um, companies coming in from Ontario and, and such, but no one really from the ground up in that time. And, uh, we decided to make that leap. Uh, we had seen a lot of, um, you know, central Canada coming down and, and doing just that, they were acquiring established companies and, and, uh, I really believe that Atlantic Canada has a different, uh, it's, the culture is a little different. It's a culture that I love. Uh, but I, I found that that culture was, was changing. Um, when maybe some of the larger companies are coming in and posing their, their new, their new rules or new way of doing business. So that was where we thought we saw a hole in the, uh, in the marketplace in Atlantic Canada. And, So it was, like I say, it was April 1st, 2005 when we opened our doors. It took us about just over a year to kind of put everything all together. And we started out, we had about 15,000 square feet of of production there. Today we're up to, uh, we've expanded a little bit, and we're up around 18,000 square feet. Uh, At the time we opened the doors, we were around uh, 14 employees, and we're up in the vicinity of 30, 31, I think, today. Um, so have growing.
2: That's it. So, so that's, you know, kind of a unique story in terms of, um, um, you know, entering, well, I guess when probably people are retreating from the, from, from the space. Um, what, so, and you guys have had kind of expansion and growth and you, you know, there's this description of your, uh, you know, export, um, and business development, Jane, you're in that role. Um, what do you see, and maybe I'll throw it to you first, Scott, and then, and then Jane can, can add, but what, what, you know, what's made Taylor printing different? Like, how is it that you guys have been able to expand and grow when others might be struggling? What, what, what do you, you know, what would you kind of point to as, as the reason for that?
4: That's a, that's a great question. I, I think, um, as companies have expanded into Atlantic Canada and they've done that through acquisition and stuff, uh, they haven't necessarily invested in new technology. So they come in they bought, um, existing business and, and that's how they've grown their companies where our idea right from day one, when we installed, uh, we, we invested almost $6 million into to new technology at the time. And that's one of the things that continues to drive us is to invest in, in new technology. So we're in a, in a space now where, uh, in, in software, we're investing in IT, and at the end of the day, print is only going to be one of the the many verticals that we that we work under. So, uh, as we work with our clients, it, we we may be after, able to offer our clients uh, something that isn't necessarily print driven, but it might be uh, something that's it's a web based product or. It could be something as simple as an email campaign or SS, SMS or, or or multiple multiple verticals that we can offer. And that's one of the things that I don't think you see right now in Atlantic Canada within our industry. Um, we don't want to be seen just as a printing company. We don't want to be seen as a communications company.
2: Oh, That's important. I'll get you to add to that, Jane, because you know, Taylor Printing is a little misleading, isn't it?
0: It is. I think there's been the, a big debate on whether that's the right name for us because I, when I look at it, it's a, it's really a communications provider, mm-hmm. uh, and that encompasses many different um, things beyond just print. So it is much more than print for us. I mean, you've got mailing, you've got uh, your wide format, you've got all kinds of different. Plus, you've got your software side of it too. Your the technology side of it so it's not just print
2: and is it, and 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 as you look at um, you know export and and I'd be kind of curious to hear a little bit about that but before we go there you're also very local and, and you and I Jane talked at a, I can't remember what event it was now I was speaking at it um, what was that was it NBIF oh, was it, NBIF, right? was it? Yes. yeah that's yeah. right and and telling me this really cool story, about um this local initiative it's the puzzle piece challenge with clues and i just i just love the creativity around it um can you tell us a little bit about what you know because i mean I, i'm we're always curious about you know the export stuff but it's also very cool to hear what's happening locally so why don't you shed some light on this and um you know just the creativity around this and, and maybe even what's doing locally in terms of building the brand that sort of
4: thing yeah sure i, I actually uh, it uh one of the things that we've, we've always been, um, very careful about at Taylor Printing is, is supporting our, our local community, business community, and actually supporting our, our local organizations, uh, wherever we possibly can. So, uh, you might, <laughs> a great example is, uh, you know, Kobe's, um, office supplies, uh, I want our stuff purchased from them, um, I, I don't want the big-box stores. Uh, it, I'm sure our account isn't huge uh, for Colby's, but I, I really believe that if we support um, each other uh, in a way that we, we tangibly can, um, it, it's going to pay dividends. Uh, its um, I think it's business working with business uh, and, and understanding what each other does that uh, is going to help our economy grow and in New Brunswick. I, I really don't believe it's government. I don't believe that government has uh, the capacity to understand how business actually truly runs. And uh, I don't think we need government handouts uh, to uh, to try and grow our economy. And in New Brunswick, I think it's business people that understand supporting one another and then taking us, taking it outside the, uh, the borders of New Brunswick and and promoting the product that uh, each of us has uh, developed over the years.
3: You know, well, Jane was going
2: to add. So, and so, how does the, the puzzle so, piece So challenge what we so
0: what we did a few months ago, and we've um, the campaign, the little challenge has been going on for the last couple of months. We do have a uh, a date scheduled to bring those twenty four um, companies or businesses, local businesses, into. Tailor printing, and have a bit of a tour, and give them an opportunity to share some of their wares and what they do. And but what we did was we selected 24 unique businesses across uh, the province, and gave them each a piece of a unique puzzle, and we've asked for clues from each one of those businesses. And then over the course of the last couple of months, uh, we've been sending out those clues for the other 24 businesses to try to figure out who the other business is and uh, really allow them to talk about their business, allow them the opportunity to share what they are, what makes them unique and uh, what we were hoping to do from it. For us at Taylor Printing, it isn't about us. It's about supporting each other. Um, Some of them we do business with. Some of them we don't. Um, But it was an opportunity for us to show our community that we do care about local business. And uh, so the winner that figures out the 24 clues, um, Taylor Printing was going to donate or will donate um, some money towards their charity of choice. And it's really just about building um, a community. So uh, we, at the end of September, we're hoping to have them all come in, bring their puzzle piece together, and we're going to put it together and uh, have a good time.
3: This is really cool. It's um something. It, it, it's a theme that I talk about a lot in Atlanta, Canada, um, about our on <laughs> mass, our inability to believe in each other for, um, and, and, and a lot of times it's it's even government to towards um, local business. So much. In my field, in the, in the film side of, uh, of this, is outsourced out of province, even, even in the tourism departments and all of this. And, uh, um, and there's a mythology around, a negative mythology around Atlantic Canada is not good enough. So let's bring in Toronto, let's bring Los Angeles or New York, or that, that sort of idea. But there's one province that doesn't act like that, and that's Newfoundland. And they do an amazing job supporting themselves first. Not saying that you can't do work with them if you're not in Newfoundland, but they really understand that, and you know, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure Quebec has a similar type of uh, type of way. But I find that New Brunswick and Nova Scotia and PEI, we've got a real a lot of work to do moving forward to um, to build the economy, like like the both of you have just said, by supporting each other. And you are miles ahead of everybody else by doing initiatives like this. So wouldn't it be great if we could convince uh, or put good peer pressure on a lot of businesses to do initiatives like this, to say, hey, let's find out who everybody is. How do we support each other? And I, I just really think that's a movement that is really necessary in this, especially in this province. And I think it's awesome that you guys are leading that. That's incredible.
4: I, I, th- I, think you should just keep on talking, Greg, because you're uh, speaking, speaking my language. Now, it's, uh, it's so true. I. Um, we have so much to offer, not, not just at Taylor printing, but collectively as a province, there's so many great companies and we've learned a lot about them. Um, you know, sometimes we do some printing for them and, and, uh, and to hear some of those same stories that you, you just really explained so nicely that, uh, you know, our own, our own government doesn't support us and, you know, that's not spilled beans or whatever. It's, it's, it's true. Um. We have some great companies in this province that uh, we, we really need to support each other. and, and uh, so, It's such a great way of life in this province.
0: So, A pers- personal passion for me, um, and one of the things that uh, I love about Taylor, is we're the ones that can make a difference. We're the ones that can make the change. We can't sit back and wait for, wait for government to do that. We are the people of the province. And we're the ones that need to make that difference. So if we can start individually and make that our own personal passion and share that, um, I think that's how it grows. I know we've even shared even the puzzle initiative, uh, even internally, and encouraged our our employees to uh, support local as well and, you know, be part of the challenge because they don't know who the businesses are as well. So, I, trying to get them to support it, um, it's going to take a team to do it. But we all have to start individually.
2: So, so where did, where was the where did the idea come from? Because it sounds like you know you guys have this clear passion uh, for supporting you know each other. You know, being I guess the groundswell that kind of supports other businesses growing. And then, and this comes up, this idea, and it's, I think what it is is a great example of of you know of values that you you hold. You know, kind of, dear, and and you know, Greg, you know, you would as well, and I hopefully I would as well. Um, but so, where did the idea come? Like, how did how did it how did it kind of uh, come about? And and how do people learn more about it?
0: Really, when I when I say Scott's the idea guy, it's probably Scott, <laughs> and then we just expanded on it as time went on. And wouldn't it be cool to do this? And you know, having the ability in house to create some unique things and to show. Uh, those twenty-four businesses, some of the unique things we can do, we gave them coasters with their logo on one side and our contact info on the other. Um, was just a little small piece of some of the different things we can do. So it was it was really Scott's idea and just expanding on it from there.
3: The the other topic I want to talk about is uh, it's so interesting that you are looking at the shift of defining yourselves not as a print shop but as a communications shop. And we're going through the same thing at Heming's house. We are a video company, <laughs> you know. If, if you strip it down, what do we sell? We sell sell films, whether it's commercials, corporate videos, whatever. But then when we actually figure out what we what we sell, we sell communications. And yes, we work with graphic designers, and yes, we work with uh, uh, strategic writers and researchers. And it's it's almost like the the model of the communications PR advertising firm, um, it's transitioning to where now the vendors of those are now kind of becoming more of that all-in-one, all with specialties, mind you, but specialized communications indes- uh, agencies. And I think that's really exciting.
4: Uh, it's, it's exactly where we want to be, too. I think we're right in the middle of something that's uh, it's going to be really cool. When we finally figure it all out i don't know if we'll ever figure it all out completely but i think we're headed in the right direction even to hear you talk about where you're headed with video um i'm sitting here thinking of the various ways we can take video now and and incorporate it into print and bring print alive through video that you've produced at at hemmings um it's, uh, well, you know,
3: I like the sounds of that. And uh, <laughs> but but with even taking it a step further, like with augmented reality as well, like print the actual form of print um, is now you can bring that stuff alive now with technology as well. Like there's so much on the horizon with technology and augmented reality and uh, and and, and web based. It's just it's incredible the landscape that you guys are stepping into.
4: Yeah, it drives people back and forth. We're actually working right now and it's we're in the, the very early stages of working with a an individual now that's developed an app uh, using augmented reality and uh and and scanning whether it be a logo or a picture um, and then bringing that that print to life or or that logo to life and uh, you know picture this greg if uh, and we talk about how wonderful our province is so you go and do a um a video of the tides rising and falling at at the rocks. And then uh, because of data that we're able to collect now, through some partnerships that we have with Canada Post and stuff. And we know that there's, for whatever reason, there's a certain postal code in Ontario that just has this fascination with New Brunswick. So now we can target that postal code and we send them a picture of, you know, the Hopewell rocks and then embedded in that, um, picture is a video that Hemmings House has done of the tides rising and falling. And we can tell that they've clicked and, and actually, uh, gone through, um, from, you know, if it was a two and a half minute video, we could tell that they get off at one minute and went someplace else. Or they, they went all the way through and, and now they've gone to a website and, and they've learned more about the province of New Brunswick and, and the things that they can do. And base if, if they've gone and put some information in, uh, their own personal information address and everything, then we can now send them a, a unique brochure custom to only the things that they inquired about in the province of New Brunswick. And it all started with a postcard, a postal code, and a video from Henry
3: Isn't that amazing? And to, like, to think now that, you know, as we redefine our businesses, as we just discussed, Canada Post, they were a mail service but now they're a big data collector. You know? It's incredible. And um, the other thought that came to my mind, too, is I've always had a dream. You talk about unplugging from uh, government. Well, let's do that as businesses. Let's run our own tourism campaigns. Let's... Let, let, let's let's build our own education systems. You know, as businesses, and, and you know, uh, doing it real, uh, real triple bottom line way, where you know there, there's winners on all sides of the table. But we can't wait wait around anymore. Like, like you said earlier, it's just a capacity issue. Nothing against the people leading our province at all. Um, provinces and states across North America are dealing with an economic shift that it's just really now in the hands and the laps of business and entrepreneurial leaders to make the changes that we want to see here. And I think this is the kind of neat theme that's coming out of this particular episode.
4: Yeah, I really think that that's where true change is going to come from is is within business and uh, within the the leadership of business. It's it's not going to be government. Uh, uh, It goes back to the definition of insanity. and I think we keep looking to the government to help us make these changes and we get the same results. And, uh, it's, it's time for business leaders to step up and decide that we are going to be part of that change and we're going to take the risks necessary, um, to make those changes.
2: It's almost like, uh, so business leaders take, take the lead and government can catch up. Absolutely. absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah so, um, so i think tailor printing is is again I'm going to go back to a comment i made earlier is very misleading <laughs> like, cuz you know as i'm learning more about this um, uh, you know kind of what what is possible in you know you know in your shop what so what you know and we're talking about local but tell us a little bit about the export um, potential that you're, and you obviously, I'm guessing you're. You're not on a vacation right now, Scott. You're probably off to some, uh, you know, somewhere exciting to to expand the the reach of Taylor Printing. So, what what it, you know, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what it is you're exporting and, and how you're going about it.
4: Well, it, it, it's really interesting. I, I guess we, we touched a little bit on Atlantic Canada, and, and uh, I always say that we're late adopters to uh, to anything new, whether it's in retail. You know, I, I quite often I use the Abercrombie and Fitch, like we were the last ones. And actually, I don't think there's a store still in Atlantic Canada, but we didn't know about it until two or three years after it actually came out. We're we're very relaxed. We, we we're very much a wait and see, and I think that that's to our advantage in Atlantic Canada because we can. Uh, and you're right, you're correct. I'm I'm heading to uh, to Cleveland here shortly, and and some of the time is going to be a little bit of pleasure, but also with a couple of gentlemen that own shops that. Have done some stuff. Uh, one guy's coming in from Calgary, another guy in Cleveland, and some things that they've tried within their shops, and and we can share information. We don't necessarily compete with each other, so we're able to share more openly about what we're doing. But I, I find that in Atlanta, Canada, I'm able to go outside and find other places that have done um, done work and uh, or tried things. And, and usually you get one of three responses. It's tried it. I would never do it again. Tried, tried it and wish that, uh, wish that, uh, I had done a few things differently or, you know what? It was the best thing I ever did and wish I had done it two or three years ago. And, um, so it, it's forming those, those relationships and friendships like that, that we can go It. I'm not here telling you that I'm reinventing the wheel. Um, but I think we are bringing some things into, uh, our space into Outland Canada that maybe no one's really working on right now or um, buying into, but I think it it can it can be huge in in what we do as a company and and collectively help others as we move forward.
2: So so you're fact finding and you're you're yeah, yeah exactly investigating yeah. Always, and, and always bringing golfing. and always. not golfing yeah. yeah and not going yeah. to see the Cavaliers because yeah. they're uh, unfortunately they're they're not playing won. right now
4: <laughs> although. I- I'll have to it. I'm not a Blue Jays fan, but I am going to see them play uh, against Cleveland.
2: Nice. This and you, and um, you'll be you'll be rooting for.
4: Uh, I'll be watching my phone to make sure the Red Sox are still winning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and well, that's perfect because we, our last week's interview, we're talking to someone right at a bus in the Mass Challenge and uh, and talking about innovative sure. ideas and everything that you're describing here. Um, we're tor- we're at the end of our interview, and I was just thinking in closing, something we all share in common is. Is this experience of um, of using the Wallace McCain Institute and the Entrepreneurial Leaders Program, and and we would you guys, we, I guess the the well, you two would come from the same same cohort, yes. Greg and I are from different cohorts, and um, but you know, it, and it's really neat that you guys are collaborating and working together. And I'm I'm guessing it's through the experience of the Entrepreneurial Leaders Program and your your experience of working together through that program. Is that is that is that what brought you together in terms of business?
0: Absolutely.
4: Yeah, I would say I, clearly. I mean, that's how how Jan and I connected was was through the, the Wallace McCain Institute. You uh, know, we could spend another whole half hour on on Wallace McCain and and what it's meant for us. I, I think for me personally, it's just given me the confidence to, to push forward. Uh and I've met a lot of great people, including yourselves, um, and that have encouraged me to go outside that. Uh, thinking inside that small box and and making that box bigger and, you know, blowing the box apart and saying how, what can we do to really change things here, um, in our own province and, and obviously in Atlanta, Canada and, uh, you know, the, the friendships that I've made, the, the lessons that I've learned, uh, the things that I look back now on myself and wish that I could, I, I you know, I don't even say I wish I could change it, but, um, you know, I recognize some things now, and uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, so I, I count myself privileged to, uh, to have been able to go through that full year and then to be able to still meet with our cohort, you know, four or five times a year and still have the many connections that we've made to it.
2: That's well said. What about you, Jane?
0: I think for me it was uh, the camaraderie and the teamwork around, even from our our cohort to any other cohort and any event that you go to, you feel like you've got support of others. Um, Sometimes when you are an entrepreneur and you think that way, you sometimes feel alone. And, you know, having been in a business where I stepped away and took some time off, um, I was looking for a team approach and uh, for Taylor printing, that was the right fit for me. There's very much a team approach there and uh, we have a good good group of people there. And so it wasn't just the, the Wallace McCain, the entrepreneurial leadership program for me. I was looking for the right fit for me. Mm. And uh, this is the right spot for me where I feel like I can expand and grow as well and uh, enjoy the ride.
2: It really it really brings together a group of like-minded people. you know what I mean? And, and as I'm listening to you guys, I'm just thinking about well, my own experience. Um, and Greg was in one of the pioneering uh, cohorts, eh? Was it two? Yeah. So and, and it's evolved every year and I was in 5 and I guess you guys are 6 7. 7, okay. And it's now on year 9. And um and and what what I find interesting and this probably would you know may fit with both you and Scott, is that if I looked around the group and of the, the, the probably the one or two guys I was thinking I would be least likely to collaborate with where I'm actually working closely with now, you know, that have uh, joined vision coaching. Like, and I would never would in a million years and, and, and just brilliant. Right. But it's just such a, such a interesting experience from that, let alone, you know, kind of the learning, but just that, like you guys say, the connection to that sort of thing. So, um, so we share that all in common. So listen, thanks you guys. Um, thanks for bringing us to, to our attention, Jane, um, when we met and, and Scott. So, you know, there's so much more to learn about what you're doing. And I think you and, Greg, clearly you need to get together in a brainstorming session because I saw it happening, starting. Uh, okay. I just felt it. I heard it. And I and I kind of felt like, Jane, I thought we should get out of the way. but, <laughs> but um, So I'll leave that to you to do that. But um, any final thoughts um, before we end the interview?
0: No, thank you for no, taking uh, the time with us. We certainly uh, appreciate your support. And, Scott, you can add what you'd like as well.
4: Yeah, no, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate what you guys are doing.
0: And Yeah. Uh,
3: Yeah, I, 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 okay, go ahead. Go. It's all, it's all you. (laughs) We're gonna keep (laughs) doing this back and forth. Okay, Scott, one, two, three, you.
4: (laughs) Keep doing what you guys are doing, guys, and uh, uh, and don't stop. I mean, you're making a difference, and it's uh, it's a little bit at a time, right?
3: Totally. Thank, thanks for that, Scott. I appreciate that. And uh, I think for me, uh, our takeaway, we always do our takeaways at the end of this. Um, I think it's a challenge to our listeners, whether they're in Atlanta, Canada, New Brunswick, or another part of the country or the world, to figure out what your challenge is going to be as a business leader to encourage local uh, local first, supporting your own economy. Um, and Similar to what, you, what uh, you guys have done with the puzzle. I think that is Awesome. And on that note, we, well, oh. I got one takeaway and it's around collaboration. I love I love
2: this I mean that just the example of the puzzle challenge is just a brilliant way to start collaborating, learning more about each other. It's a local strategy, uh, for the benefit of all. And um, but I, I just think it's it's brilliant. And I think in a small way, a smaller way, Greg and our are trying to reach out and learn from people, and it benefits us, um, but we're trying to, you know, also help benefit others, right? And, and you would do that through some of your work in film. I do that through my leadership column in the TJ, and it's just a great experience. So just that, that whole initiative, I think, is, is absolutely brilliant. And so, I'm, and the, I mean, can you share who any of the companies are at this point, or do we have to wait to September 28th? Well, no, she's saying, no, we cannot. Because I know I'm not in another company.
3: Maybe well, 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 well so September 28th, so, th- this I won't even be on air yet, which means when it does go to air, maybe in the, in the show notes we can put it in. This requires a lot of trust. I think,
4: you're, I think that, uh, Jane, you could probably share that after I, I hang up. And also, uh, you should invite the guys to come down as well. Oh, there we go. September 28th.
0: And I actually have the list of all 24 there with me.
3: Oh, 24. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, how about yeah. this? We'll say goodbye to Scott because he's still detained at customs.
4: Scott, thanks a lot, you, man. Thanks, Scott. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay.
3: Take care. And um, see you later. And if you trust us, um, Jane, if you trust us, we will not release this episode until what was the date?
0: September twenty-eighth.
3: Twenty-eighth. And Dave and I will not. Uh, whisper any of these names until that time. Okay. So Matt, our amazing uh, producer in Halifax who's editing this together and doing the show notes, take note this episode must play after the 28th of September.
0: <laughs> so so what we did actually was we asked each of our sales team to pick a few from their area. Oh, so I'll give you just one from each of them. How about that? Perfect. Perfect. So we've got... Uh, Imperial Sheet Metal. We have Wilson's Insurance. Nice.
2: Yes. We know
0: them. We have Ganong's. We know
3: them. I've eaten a lot of theirs.
0: (laughs) What are the chicken bones?
3: I love chicken bones.
0: How about Poli Mountain?
3: Hmm. I've only been there like every single weekend last winter. Yep. (laughs) Where there was snow. What about Hotspot? I park there every day. I park with Hotspot every day. Isaac's way. I drink a lot of their locally produced organic foods you on drink. a regular basis in Fredericton. I drink their pickeroons. I drink their their New Brunswick beers and everything Levi Lawrence from Real Foods uh, delivers to them
2: as well. Yeah. Ah, and I I went there for uh, my anniversary dinner or our anniversary dinner.
0: Bless you. Real Food Connections is one of them. Uh, <laughs> oh, another Segue that you're the
2: master.
3: Segway. And you want anyway, two of these? Real Foods and Isaac's Way are both featured in our film Millennial Dream at millennialdream.com. Look at all these connections. Dang.
0: Snow Fox connect. Uh, Snow Fox Vodka. I'm not. Come fam- on.
3: You're not familiar with them? No. They are my vodka choice. Really? They're New Brunswick vodka, and they're phenomenal. Okay. Well, are you kidding me? You haven't had it? I have not had. Uh, are, well, are you a vodka drinker? No, I'm not. Okay, that's going to change today. Today. Liquor store tonight.
0: Okay. Uh, how about G.E. Barber?
2: Yes. Sussex, right? Heck
0: yes. Kent Holmes? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I was there buying plumbing stuff the other day. Yeah.
3: I like their suckers I give you at the cash. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, kid, just...
2: my kids love that. That's the best part of going there. Oh,
0: she's talking about Kent Holmes, but, uh, but you know, it's all part Kent of the same Holmes. family. Yeah. yeah. So that's just a few of them. And it's been fun to... Uh, Learn about all of them for sure. How,
2: what, so what do you think of our knowledge of these New Brunswick companies? I'm
0: quite impressed, actually. Did
3: we fake it pretty good or what? <laughs> that wasn't faked, Dave. We know. The thing is, we are living in a province with a, ver- a very connected province. We know each other. And this is what we're talking about. Let's amplify that. Right?
2: Absolutely. Okay. So for people that ha- are listening to this, um, the, the puzzle's been revealed how do they learn? And I think maybe you mentioned earlier, but just, you know, how do they learn more?
0: So so for us, we'd like to bring those 24 businesses in, be able to showcase them. And depending on what the feedback is, which so far has been very positive, um, we'd love to do it again, but we'd love to do it uh, with another unique twist hmm. and uh, select some different businesses and See where we can go with it. So So, we're not going to stop with just this. Okay. So
2: now did we get an invitation or we will receive an invitation? We just, we heard an invitation. So that would imply that we just show up, but do we, should we receive something? You will get an invitation. Okay, good. Yes. Love it. Well, thank you, Jane.
3: And on that note, maybe we can go visit um, Paul Simmons right after that for Ah. a glass of scotch at his store. Good idea. There you go. Okay. Well, thank you, Jane. You're welcome. Thank you, Scott. Have a great one. See you next week.
2: You. Okay. So, Greg, you know what? We have the luxury of doing this podcast, which we've enjoyed for 130-odd episodes. Um, and the reason we're able to do this is because we've got these great companies supporting us. Um, a couple we should mention. One, I'm a big fan of, Hemmings House Pictures. And uh, that's your company. Thanks, Dave. And it is great work. Uh, You just got to go and check out their website to see it. Um, I've actually used you guys a number of times to do a documentary, do a corporate video. And uh, so it's accessible to small and large businesses and wonderful at helping um, business tell story and and movements, you know, help shaping story around, you know, what's happening in the world.
3: So thank you. To HHB. Well, I'd like to say thank you to one of the the Hemingways team members, uh, Tim Davidson, and we're actually in his his uh, other company's studio right now, Ripple Effect Music. So uh, Tim is yet another community minded person who is essentially donating his studio, uh, the studio that we use at Heming's House to make all of our films sound good. Um, So he's a part of this. Another really important uh, person uh, is Matt, uh, Matt Weber. Mm -hmm. And he his company is uh, Edible Matters. It's an incredible restaurant out in Hammond's uh, Plains, outside Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's the one that edits all all this stuff together, puts the show notes together, and uploads these podcasts every single week. And then going back to my good friend who I'm looking at right now, Dave Vale, the big guy with the biggest muscles I've ever met in my life, who also, Dave, you um, you have to know that without you, in the early days of me shaping Hemingways, House, I probably wouldn't have created Hemingways. House. So um, Vision Coaching has helped so many companies and entrepreneurs find their coach approach and create companies that actually can make the change in the world that they want to see. And uh, so Vision Coaching... Uh, and, uh, everything that you bring to the table, bringing Kim, uh, in as well to help us make this podcast a success. We say, thank you so much. And the great news the other night, a few weeks ago, you and I bumped into a previous podcast guest, Mr. Paul Simmons himself. Why don't you tell our our listeners about our our newest gold sponsor for our podcast?
2: Yes. Robert Simmons is a fabulous place. Um, well-known to people throughout New Brunswick, but also um, you can shop there online, men's and women's clothing. And um, uh, Paul Simmons, who is, uh, I, I mean, I think they've been going on 20 years now, the founder of the company, um, brings the customer experience to a whole nother level. I say that because I shop there Um you know, if you were to say, Dave, you look really good wearing that particular suit, um, I would say, well, thank you. And I would have to credit Paul and his staff, which is fabulous. And it's, it's an incredible experience. You've had it before shopping there. Um, what, I look great. Look what, at me. And, and what's the experience like? What do they you, do?
3: Walk, you walk in the door, you literally get asked if you'd like to have a, a glass of scotch or an espresso. And that's the beginning of the experience. And you walk out with a new set of clothes that makes you feel like uh, feel like a well-dressed man or woman, depending on uh, on what you are as you walk into this incredible place.
2: They have an incredible uh, magazine that they publish, I believe, quarterly. and the uh, the next one's coming out, the fall issue of twenty sixteen. Um, they always what we enjoy, and I think what aligns us with what what Robert Simmons does is, is they make a point of of covering interesting, um, often uh, business minded, you know, uh, entrepreneurs. Um, community leaders in their publication and they believe in promoting local and it's coming out soon and we
3: have the good fortune of interviewing some of the people in the uh, in the September issue coming up so uh, robertsimmons.com and uh, yeah so that's great thanks to our sponsors and if anybody else uh, in, the, in the podcast sphere is interested in helping us uh, push our boiling point movement forward be in touch
1: Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out LeadershipUnleashed.ca or VisionCoachingInc.com. And on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit HemmingsHouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling.